0: The following podcast contains uncensored coarse language. Listeners are advised that some of the following content may not be appropriate for those under 15 years of age. Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. This is just to let you know that the Cinema Catch-Up Club has an official Patreon page. If you'd like to become an official member of the club and get some bonus goodies including early access material and bonus features only available to our patrons, then please join up at patreon.com forward slash ccucpodcast And now, for this week's episode. hello everybody and welcome to the cinema catch-up club the podcast film films that you probably should have seen by now i'm your host stephen platt thank you very much for downloading this week's episode and this week it's our second of three visits to the land of the terminator because we're watching terminator 2 judgment day Joining me as always, we have someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, returning for his second visit to Terminator Land, as I've apparently dubbed it, (laughs) it's Jason Doley. Hey! How are you, Jace? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. So, we survived one round with the Terminator. We did,
1: yes, by crushing him in a... crush thing.
0: Yeah, like a big sandwich press. A big sandwich thing, yeah.
1: Yeah. And with a nice explosion before it. Yeah, actually, yeah. That that was a good explosion. That was
0: a good explosion. Yeah. What are you expecting from Terminator 2?
1: Okay, um, uh, The good one is a lot of the descriptions. You literally used it before and everybody else is like, oh, you're going to watch the good one now. This would be great. So, yeah. So, I'm expecting it to be really good. And that's about the end of it. I'm expecting Arnold. I'm expecting Robert Patrick. Mm -hmm. um, And that's kind of it. I'm guessing just more like... I guess what I'm expecting it to be is, I think I mentioned before, like The Mummy Returns for this. Mm. Like it is The Terminator Returns. So it's mm. like, oh, we're, just, we're doing Terminator again because you guys liked it, but mm. more and bigger and better, maybe? Mm. So I'll be interested to see how it goes.
0: Okay, well, joining us as I guess who has seen the film, it's Luke Jago. Hey. How you doing, Luke?
2: Yeah, good. How are you going? I'm
0: pretty well. Good. Terminator 2 is um, is a very popular film. I've yeah. I've learnt from uh, the amount of people that wanted to be in your seat today <laughs> yeah. to watch to have an excuse to watch this film. So in a vague, yeah. non spoilery sort of way, Luke, what is it about Terminator that rocks everyone's collective socks? Uh,
2: well, I mean this is a real technical marvel for its time. Um, 90, 91, I think, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's just uh, it's it's practical effects and CG effects still hold up to this day. And it's surprisingly emotional as well. It's kind of an emotional roller coaster, which um, supersedes the first one. I think it's the it's a much more um, you know interesting story. You know, with with the human element, and that plays into other things as well. Is it more so, of a complete film? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, that's
1: kind of what I've been thinking about more. The more I've thought about one, is that it, it is not. It's a film, and it is complete in a way, but it's yeah. not complete in terms of it's not well-rounded. Like, there's a few things that make you just go, oh, well, that could have had more, that could have been better, and so on. So yeah. be interesting to see how it fills in kind of those holes. So,
2: yeah, and that, is that the first time you saw it? Ever. First yeah, time now, I've watched
1: no Terminator yeah, films yeah, whatsoever. Yeah,
2: cool. yeah. yeah, no, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, hopefully. I mean, this it's a very nostalgic movie for me as well. I probably saw it when I was eight or nine years old on video and um, scared the absolute shit out of me when I was <laughs> yeah. young. But as I grew a bit older, um, you know, I learned to appreciate just the groundbreaking action and, and just, yeah, everything technical about this movie from the practical effects, mainly using real squibs and rear projection and yeah. things like that. But Cameron just knew how to edit those things really well. Um, mm. And, yeah, it still holds up. And for the primitive CGI that's in it, he used... Use it to its best capabilities that time, and it's Mm. really effective. And yeah, like I said, surprisingly emotional as well. So I can't wait to watch it again. It's my yearly watching of Terminator 2.
0: You watch it every year? Pretty much, Mm. yeah. Excellent. Well, I I can't think of anything else to say other than, shall we watch Terminator 2? Yeah. All right, for those of you listening at home, pop in your DVDs and give me your clothes, your keys, and your motorcycles as we prepare to watch Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cinema Catch Up Club, and I'm Stephen. That's right, I'm going to be mimicking the host of this show, uh, Terminator style. Uh, yes, we What's have. What's the
1: name of your dog, Stephen?
0: Uh, Wolfles. Wolfie. 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 Wolfie's fine It actually
1: sounds like something Hunter will come up with for a dog. Like, you are called Wolfie. Yes. Uh welcome back everyone to our review of
0: Terminator 2. I'm joined once again by uh, Mr. Luke Jago. Hey. And Jason Doley. Hello. Jason, that was your first time watching T2 Judgment Day. Yeah. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I can see why people like it. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. good. It's it's, go, so it's so good. Weird. Yeah. No, it's I, I it was probably overly built up in my head, mm-hmm. but kind of getting rid of that how everyone's like, "Oh, it's my favorite film. It's the world's best film. It's the mm. film of the film film." Mm like yeah it's really good yeah
0: it's it's a really great action film and the thing that i really felt watching it this time uh, and i don't know if you'd agree luke having seen it on a yearly basis yeah. mm. um it feels so far ahead of 1991 yeah. yeah
2: absolutely yeah it's it still marvels how ahead of its time i think just in its craft you mm-hmm. know like not necessarily the effects and everything but uh, just its film language and the way it is shot Mm. Um, it just seems well ahead of its time you know yeah
0: yeah. yeah. And in particular the, the chase sequences and there are a lot of them in this film but that, mm, that yeah. first chase sequence in the uh, Los Angeles kind of river runoff Trish, yeah like yeah. flood runoff area is so thrillingly shot uh, well, just mm. watching it is like that's right this is balls to the wall fun this is this is just so much fun and you're, you're right it is the way it's shot it's almost got a, a sort of third person video game feel to it but from before yeah. they existed, in a sense, yeah. like the, the the way they follow the action and they're kind of just flying through it the world. It probably influenced video games. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I know for definite the um, there's a certain mission in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which is motorbikes in an underpass, which includes a truck which jumps off a bridge and chases you. It's almost a shot. It's a shot thing. It'll like remake really right. of it. It's just not being that creative about it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But it, you can you can see the influence that this this film had on. The next 10, 20 yes. years of, of action films that came
1: out. And that out bit in The Simpsons where Homer has the two golf clubs. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you notice like
2: other references you might have seen? Other yeah, things, there's like, not as
1: many as I thought. Like, Hot I've Shots done,
2: Part Deux? You've I've seen, seen Hot
1: Shots. Well, I saw that at, oh, when, I, when I was yeah, 10. Right. So probably not really around this time. Yeah. Mm. But it's <laughs> it, there, was, there was a few, but then there was a lot of things like, oh, I get why for a while there everybody got to have a minigun. Yeah right, mm. um, and it's stuff like that where you're like, okay, cool. I okay, can guess what this is kind of influencing other things. So not so much like mm. the jokes, and you know, there's the Simpsons bit, um, and there's kind of like some of the body horror stuff. But that's kind of mostly it. Yeah, I couldn't mm-hmm. think of too many more like real direct references.
0: Yeah. yeah, I did find watching it this particular time, it skipped along quite quickly. I had a
1: good. I really enjoyed the pace. Yeah,
0: because it's it's a fair bit longer than the first Terminator. Um, but I, I, having just watched that one last week, I found that this felt like a quicker film. Um, mm-hmm. And that's partly because one of the things we talked about last week was how we, it was very stop start, not necessarily in a bad way, but you had your action bit and then you had kind of the calm down and, you know, Carl Reese and. Um, it's your veggies to you your meat,
1: then veggies to meat, then veggies Yeah, and they meat, were like they'd so. have
0: like five, 10 minutes of talking and then another action sequence. And it felt yeah. a lot less like that. It really mm-hmm. felt like you only had, you have like action the bit in Mexico action is kind of how it felt. Yeah. Um, the, the story such that it is, uh, if you haven't actually watched this film, and you're just listening in, um, is that the Terminator's back. Oh no. And this time it's personal, uh, I guess. He's personal. Yeah, yeah, he, he is, is personal. <laughs> He's <is laughs> very personal. He's
2: personable. It becomes really personal. Yeah.
0: Because we talk about displaced dads and things yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the Terminator returns, uh, rocks up at a... I always saw it as a bikey bar, but I think it's just a bar with bikies in it.
1: Yeah, I sure. think it's just a, I think it's just meant to be a bar. Yeah. I don't know how many country bars you can really find in, like, LA, but, you know. No, uh, they're, they're, they're there,
0: though. And yeah. uh, he, he obviously found one. You know, steals <laughs> a motorbike and some clothes. Um, and then
3: we see another Terminator.
0: Oh, yes, the boots. Clothes the, and boots the, and motorcycles. The motorcycle. Crawls, boots, the motorcycle. Yeah. Gets all that. Um, I think... That bikey didn't have the same build as Arnold
2: Schwarzenegger, <laughs> yeah. though. Every time I watch that scene, I'm just but like... you saw well, I mean, it on his screen. It was a complete match. Eh, you know, it, was yeah. just, it was positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, match positive. Why do yeah. you, why do you robots need to read a screen as well? Is that a thing? Yeah, like, good point.
0: Anyway. Yeah, so, well, they should just see mm-hmm. the should, measurements. You
2: should, you should just no. it's, see it's nothing. It's in their head, yeah. right? Like,
1: do, you see, do you see the words that you're saying right now in your head?
0: Well, now that I'm thinking of it, I am seeing them come up like yeah, right. subtitles down the bottom. Are they right.
1: yellow SBS kind of subtitles?
0: They are, but slightly cartoony. Like, they yeah. dance onto the screen oh, and then yeah, yeah. bounce yeah. off. Oh, I
2: wish I was in your head. Oh, <laughs>
0: you really don't. Uh, but, you, um, yeah, it was... That's a really good point I don't know why they see the words I'm assuming that's just for us no, as the It's audience. film language And yeah. it's brilliant Artistic you know,
1: license yeah. And it influenced everything else Yeah, yeah it, it really did yeah. yeah I have no problem with it whatsoever
0: Yeah um, And then we see another Terminator It's Robert Patrick With his giant ears And cheekbones yeah. um, and he... Looking
1: so smooth Like I'm just used to him Being so weathered See This is the
0: only thing I know him from Well this yeah. and Wayne's World 2 Where he plays the same <laughs> character Yeah yeah <laughs> Right. Um, but he's, in, he's been in like X Files. X Files. He, X-Files. he, X-Files.
1: he replaced Mulder for a bit. Yeah. He was um, oh, the Johnny Cash film. He was Johnny Cash's yeah. dad. Bad Dad. Oh, right. Bad Dad. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um Stargate Atlantis. He was very briefly
2: in that Yeah, just lots of good little bit parts. He, I there. think he kind of now. became like character science action. fiction.
1: Yeah, character actor and science mm. fiction royalty mm. because he's the T, one thousand. T- one, thousand. one thousand. Yeah. I want to call him the Liquidator. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair he enough. is liquid.
0: He is. And that kind of cool, liquidy, uh, well, living metal. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool concept. But, Jason, how how
1: is it on screen for you? It looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks very good for 91. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look great for now. Like, mm-hmm. there's been kind of that watery effect as well. And it gets, it's not easy to do because water's difficult. Mm-hmm. But you kind of forgave it and at the same time there was a kind of sight menacing thing to it like a blank face that used to come across like you'd be yeah. haunted by like a dummy.
0: Yeah, a, bit like, a little bit like the Autons from Doctor Who yes. where it's kind of like faceless and motionless and that's replicated by Robert Patrick himself. Mm. Um, and I think it's really interesting that he's, he's considered so menacing and he is. He's yeah. menacing, you know, it's all the... But he's skinny. And he's sly, skinny, sly, the head's tilted honey. down, the cheekbones are kind of pronounced and all that kind of thing but watching it this time i think the reason he's so menacing is because of how human arnold's terminator becomes yeah uh, as like a point of contrast um and particularly arnold in that first film is a is a great you know robot terminator thing i think his performance in this is quite
1: incredible um it's probably the best thing i've seen him do Mm. um Maybe true lies is funnier, but yeah. I think this, in terms of as if you would call performance, mm. yeah, it's it's better because he's got to maintain
0: the believability of being an artificially created life form, and you know mm. he's not going to be at the end, you know, like a Robin Williams super friendly like what well, hey like that kind of <laughs> thing, but he he picks up enough of those those human traits, those traits from Bart Simpson. I mean John Connor, yeah, <laughs> um, he picks up enough of those traits, swearing um, Bart Simpson, yeah. <laughs> To become, um, to, to kind of become this human humanish character. Mm. And, I, I you know, it's not often that you say Arnold Schwarzenegger and fantastic acting in the same sentence, he, you know, because he is traditionally uh, depicted uh, as more of a caricature. And he knows what he is. And he, Yeah, and he does know what he is, but he's really good in this. Mm.
2: Yeah, and in great contrast, Robert Patrick as well, who worked really hard on this role, which might seem... I don't know, easy, possibly, Mm. just to play this menacing, no emotion kind of Mm. badass dude. But he worked really hard on that. I've seen lots of um, behind-the-scenes stuff of him just working with James Cameron with a video camera and practising those looks and looking around and coming up with things about just touching the surfaces of everything, stuff that didn't make it into the film, Mm. Um, as far as him sampling things and just being very robotic about it. Mm. And also just training really hard to Mm. run without, with just breathing through his nose, you know, like so he wouldn't uh, show any uh, exertion. uh, Yeah. 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 Like just things like that, which I've read about. I um, thought about that. And there's
1: certain things like you'll see it with both Terminators, but I felt it more, I think with the Robert Patrick one, because I think they gave him more, gave Arnold more human movements as he got, into it because he got more injured Mm -hmm. but like they'll be running 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 and shooting at the same time in a way that no human would ever do but Mm -hmm. it's like oh if you were a robot you would just arm out shoot and then also
2: propel yourself
1: forward as fast as you can yeah Yeah.
2: and speaking of that first encounter in the hallway Jason Mm. did you did you know of the big twist yes well I didn't (laughs) Like, as far as I
1: know, the big twist is in Terminator 1 is that he's not good. Yeah. Because everybody knows that Arnold's the hero exactly. in Terminator yeah, 2. Yeah, I was wondering about that. If yeah, you, like yeah. it wasn't. I know a lot of people talk about how big that twist was, mm. and I think how they hit it in the trailers, but it's always what you knew. It's like Arnold is another Terminator sent back to stop the other, other mm. Terminator yeah. from, you know, doing that. But what I didn't know about was the extra bits about the hand and the chip.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: right. That was that mean, backstory you, that I didn't yeah. know about. Yeah, so.
0: and I think it's a really great continuation of a story for time travel. A couple of years ago, when we did Back to the Future, um, very different story, but a lot of people cite Back to the Future too as being their least favorite because it's, it's, it's kind of. Almost uh, having to justify existing by going,
1: you know. Um, <laughs> Here's a problem that yeah, we've right. created to yeah. do the thing to get, yeah, yeah.
0: But and it's partly because it's a much more complicated story to do with time travel. But I, I feel like the use of the consequences of the time travel in the first film informing the plot for the second was really well executed. Mm. You know, the fact that bits of that original Terminator did survive, um, and that humans now were going like, "What? We've got this amazing future tech. Yeah, we're going to use it." Yeah. Um, I thought was it was just very well layered and it was told simply and i think that's something that both of these terminator films do really well is they take something which you could very easily um go pick it
2: apart full totally. geek about you, you can know really like yeah, the boot, you found yeah. the hand that is going to create the cyberdine system which is going to create it's the a bootstrap paradox yeah. exactly And they, yeah you're the, so right with the the simplicity of it, like the, if, when you watch those other films, you know, the, yeah. th- like they just complicate it way too much just mm-hmm. to try and make you believe of the logic. Of it. And it just <laughs> works terribly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really nicely,
0: really nicely kind of woven in. Uh, and of course, that brings in our, our other protagonists, uh, the Connors, Sarah and John, uh, were introduced to Sarah in a um i think it's called a hospital for the criminally insane pescadero yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hospital. um and she's just got the bed turned up and she's working out and you know getting ready to find all those chin ups yeah, yeah. Do, do, doing all those chin ups as in hunt for the Wilderness? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, i'm more like sarah connor i'm more like the terminator than you <laughs> yeah it's it is really it is really interesting though seeing her her change yeah from that first film
1: where she was teen it was almost teen slashery like victim is what she was in the first one screaming wide-eyed terrified but obviously we talked last week about
0: the transition that happened within the film where she goes from the start of the film from having no agency to already being on that path of being the badass mother of of john connor by the end of the film you know kind of like rambo crossed with the virgin mary that kind of (laughs) that kind of thing Um, And then when you get to her in this film, I mean, for starters, Linda Hamilton is ripped.
1: Yes. The
0: whole film, I'm just watching and going, I mean, I know it's been seven, six, seven years since that first film Mm. came out,
2: but, oh boy, you've really committed physically to this film. She really impressed Arnold Schwarzenegger on the set, apparently, like, he came up to go, oh, you're you're so ripped, Linda, you're... (laughs) You work out. You'll try to let me feel your muscle. Yeah, like yeah. Well, just read about all these stories, and, <laughs> mm. she, and she felt really. Like I mean, I mean look, if Arnold Schwarzenegger walks up to you and goes, yeah. "You look ripped," yeah. then yeah. you could be like,
0: "Yeah, yeah." You be uh, loving that. Yeah, um, but but the thing is, is her performance physically is kind of incredible. Um, I, I think yeah. it's the the sequences where she's running around escaping from the asylum and the way that she moves is it it, there's obviously so much work that she's put into moving like someone with combat experience basically someone who would have lived sarah connor's life like someone who has been learning how to fight with guerrilla tactics learning how to use everything as a weapon and it's remarkable it's a remarkable bit of
2: becoming a terminator herself in a way Mm. you know which obviously comes up when she you know is gonna try and assassinate Mm. miles dyson and yeah, it's a, it's an amazing physical performance as well as her obviously her great emotional yeah. talent mm. as well. But and again, it's a lot of
1: screaming and yelling.
2: It yes. is,
0: but none of it feels unjustified. Yeah, like it's it, it's one of those things where you get characters who are put in these situations where it's like, but you're you know locked in an asylum, yeah. and um, you know a lot of the time I feel like it's screaming just for screaming's sake. This film, it really feels like. No, I, I fully. There understand. was more agency to it. Yeah, yeah, I fully understand her justification. There's also the fact that we know that she's. Been abused by Douglas because uh, mm. he licks her face. Licks her face yeah. licker. Yeah, just which was I completely forgot about until we started doing <laughs> it. It was like Ugh, <laughs> oh, Ugh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. It, it was literally awful.
1: so when she kills him, you're like, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking it's, good. Good <laughs> Just swore. <laughs>
2: Sorry. No, no. Face. It's
0: well, this is an R-rated film. <laughs> oh, so, good. So, so we can swear. We can, we can swear. swear
2: about him being a Shit, yeah. total fucking pervert. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and it's <laughs> all staining. Is <laughs> it? Is this R? Yeah, this this was rated in America. In America, rated M. When it came. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just okay. M- Only M here. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. That's interesting. High-level violence, medium-level coarse language. I remember <laughs> Someone had before. the VCR. Yes.
0: Yes, did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. It, I think it is interesting looking at this as an R-rated film in some places, though. Because I feel if obviously this was released today, this would be... Maybe M A fifteen plus. Yeah, I, I know possibly. that you just said it was M, but I feel like yeah. that's kind of where it feels no, like some
2: movies have changed their ratings over the years, like yeah. Silence of the Lambs was M and now if you get it now it's been re rated to M mm. A, you know. Yeah. So yeah, possibly.
1: I've kind it, of stopped caring about ratings now that we all have streaming so, services. Yeah,
2: yeah. Man, I'm so much older now. I can watch anything I want. That's yeah. true. So and like, <laughs> <it cares. laughs> that sounds like a brag.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and until you have kids, you really don't need <laughs> to worry about it. True, yeah. yeah. Until you sit them down and go, all right, little uh, John Connor Dolly, whatever you, <laughs> you name him, um, we're going to watch The Terminator. No, wait, the swearing. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's... But that... That kind of um... also Dong we worked out in that first one too. What was that? Also Dong. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, there's a little little bit of Arnie Wiener in that first yes. one. Yes, less yeah. less full frontal nudity in this film. Less, there's a yeah,
2: yeah. uh, fun fact. There's a shot of uh, Robert Patrick kneeling down just as he. No, I, did, I did see done. that They've actually, in this version that I've got They've CGI'd a little bit of brick in, in front of his ball sack yeah. like, Which you used to see in like <laughs> the old versions yeah. they've actually put a little Yeah, we'll just cover that a up little mod, A little modesty brick A little just modesty <laughs> brick Completely, <laughs> modesty completely. Brick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Perfect um,
0: and, and rounding out our, our uh, quadret of uh, characters John Connor John
2: Connor uh, Young John Connor Lairwood Furlong, non-actor yeah, yeah, non-actor, but
1: boy is okay, he I thought he would have been an actor yeah, I no mean, no, he was. Okay. That
2: was casting, doing casting through schools, or I think the casting director just like Fallout Boy in the saw him and pretty that. much Fall out Boy. I've been out there. Yeah, no, he he was wasn't an actor as far as what I remember, and um yeah, the the casting director just saw this what she thought was just some sort of street kid. She just went up to him and said, "Do you want to audition for this film?" Mm. and you know they worked with him and did some screen tests and yeah they just liked his rawness. Whatever. He does
1: suffer from being the extreme 90s kind oh, of Oh completely yeah. issue that attitude
2: and all that great stuff. Yeah it's
1: like, it's a like, must have attitude must be like this. Friend My, must have a mullet. Friend yeah friend did have a friend mullet. must be ginger and have ginger a mullet. mullet. Yeah.
0: Um he does suffer a bit from that but at the same time it also works. I, like, think, it's great. I, I think there's a real there's a real kind of charm, I suppose, to the fact that he is... He, he justifiably is that kind of bratty, uh, early 90s kind of Bart Simpson type yeah. kid. And it was an interesting point you brought up, Jason, about the way that family is represented.
1: Yes, with the, um, with the foster family. Yeah, and um, the fact they're just like, this bloody kid. Whoa. Like, all foster parents are horrible. Yeah. Or like, you know, and the real... Like, it's... It is a kind of leftover, I feel, from the more conservative view of what a family should be Mm, and like it's got to be no the family is the actual family unit like even fostering is just Mm. pretend and like that was you see that a lot with with a lot of films back then it's Mm, like you know the foster family is the negative thing and the real family is the only positive thing and you know these if you think about it logically like the foster parents are doing this because they want to be good Mm -hmm. yeah but you know they're portrayed as you know, absolute white well, trash. They ha-
2: they're handed this bratty kid who's not listening to them. I don't know. Yeah. I feel sorry for. But even Janelle then, they, they're Tom still
1: shown <laughs> as like they're shitty to each other yeah. as much as they. Yeah, it's to like, him. are you gonna help? He's just yeah, watching. Well, yeah. butt
2: and help me. I'm trying to watch the game. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I think that is kind of interesting, uh, but but also fits within the fact that it, John John's had a rough life. Yeah, he's mm. ten. He's he's in foster care.
1: And he's, he's been he's like kind of handed around all through yeah. Mexico, jumping from.
2: Mm. Like Guerrilla Leader to Gorilla yeah, Leader, no was computer it? computer hacking yeah. and weapons training. Yeah, and yeah.
0: he even says, you know, he grew up thinking that this was normal. That and he, he thought $300
2: was, st- was a lot of money to steal. Maybe that was the limit in twenty one. Maybe it could have been, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's, um, yeah. yeah. It's no Shazam um, yes. Foster. Did you say that? I, I, the perfect I, Foster family you could Yeah, ever I, I, I really liked Shazam. Yeah, it's great fun. It's a good film. And that has,
1: yeah, I guess that's a more positive look of Foster. Oh, fostering. completely oh, And because yeah. I know people who are both fosterers mm-hmm. and uh, people who've adopted to um to create their family as well i'm mm. like this this just kind of doesn't sit great with yeah me. but it's interesting that then at kitten finishing school on instagram oh yeah if you sorry. Want to follow, no. i also foster kittens which are playing around me at the moment yeah do you have a little john connor at the moment no, we got we got wheatley he's quite a john connor in terms of he kept running to away to the future and uh well he hit under the couch which has only got about five six centimeters of give and somehow he got under there and (laughs) fell asleep and we um i searched outside for an hour (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah wheatley's our john
0: connor i'm just wondering if uh at any point there's going to be some sort of larger cat in sunglasses (laughs) just in gray It's going to be a gray cat too yeah just called the permanator permanator yeah (laughs) yeah come with me if you want to (laughs) live some more of your lives (laughs) um The found family aspect does come through, though, with the relationship between John and the Terminator, Mm. um, and the fact that, you know, he's someone that hasn't had a father figure, and then all of a sudden there is this literal uh, (laughs) ubermensch He's just (laughs) stood there like he can do everything, but he's emotionally distant, but... That's because, he's but he still a robot. wants to he's do everything for you. But he's, he's there for you. Yeah.
1: Even Sarah Connor has like, as soon as they like start doing the the words, which you know it was big in the first one, but not in the second one. Mm. Like the the narration of Sarah Connor, like because yeah. it's it's pretty heavily from memory. It's pretty heavy. There's pretty heavy narration in Terminator One. Yeah, it's it's especially it's, near the end. But then it's yeah. like you know, literally <laughs> the first bit of actual voiceover. It's like. Man, he'd make a great dad. Yeah. It yeah. suddenly hit me. Yeah. I'm yeah. watching them do high fives. Yeah. More specifically about how
0: this robot hit is Hit me better. like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. This, Which this. later hit me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, I think it is funny, though, that 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 commentary about, like, yeah, hmm, men, men, these, these men, these dads, the kind of crap, and the fact that it's the machine that has um, kind of stepped in and filled that role is interesting. But also about the fact that John Connor's life, is just going to be dominated by terminators by the Mm. machines and i just really love the fact that this film went from what terminator one was which is a well-made independent sci-fi horror film film, into a film where it, it, it just does something where it takes what could have been like another it could have gone down a very similar path and what it does instead is it pulls out the interesting bits of the story and going, What if the machines helped John? or what if there was a machine and John that formed a connection? And I just think that's brilliant. I just mm. think it's so such a cool idea yeah. um for a you know, a big budget sequel and it tells it builds upon what was there before, which I think not a
1: lot of sequels do. It's, mm. it's like you say with The Mummy Returns. It's yeah, just, it you is. like Brendan
0: Fraser, let's watch him do it
1: again. Yeah, this one's like, no, let's watch him do it again, but let's really watch it and we're also going to throw in better beats, build on things, make it like, there is the logic, and I guess it is Mummy Returns versus Terminator 2. It's like, mm. it's the same thing again and more in terms of, oh, you enjoyed them being chased by a face made of sand. Now it's going to be made of water
3: mm-hmm. versus,
1: all right, now but let's let's play with that. these ideas of, switching commentary on like, you know, father figures and this idea of how machines actually help. Yeah. Um, have more of a plot in terms of it's not just stop the machine. It's now all right, stop the machine, but then also stop the machines as well. And with the whole Miles Dyson thing as Mm. well, which that I did not know at all about. Yeah, right. That's something that I always missed. Like Mm. I I just thought it was boom, stop him, stop him, stop him. All right, cool, let's go. Mm. Like I didn't know they were going to try and stop Judgment Day as well. Mm. So
0: And that sequence is again really interesting, really mm. well told. I think the fact you brought up before, Luke, about um Sarah almost becoming a Terminator herself when she tries to kill miles to stop the future happening. And she has that opportunity where, you know, she literally has a gun to his head in his living room with him on the floor, you know, bleeding from the shoulder. Yeah. And she can't, she can't do it.
1: And again, yeah, it's, with it, the kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, it is that thing where even in spite of this whole horrible process that, that her life has kind of become and, you know, being in the the asylum and all these things, she can't do it. She can't stop what she desperately wants to stop because she just can't bring herself to kill another human being.
2: Yeah, Wouldn't that's be? what I thought was one of the main themes of the film, apart from the the family, you know, surrogate family and everything, is, uh, yeah, just the fact that how, how much does it take for her to uh, help the future without her becoming the thing that she most fears. Mm. And that's why I think that whole, that's probably what that whole Miles Dyson scene is all about. Yeah, and it's her. clever
1: to do that. It's, it's like, so, here is so a mirror... To what it was in the first one, Miles is essentially kind of Sarah Connor in this. Mm. Just yeah. comes along and, like, all right, here's here's the story. you got to play along now, even though you're woefully underprepared. Yeah. Which I quite like the Miles character. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, he, I mean, you're meant to like him, I think, as well. When he yeah, dies, be yeah. like, oh, no, no Miles. Miles. Like, as soon as he started, like, as soon as when they were walking, it's like yeah. four of them, I'm like, oh, Miles. This guy's <laughs> Miles. Dead. Stephen's always been joking that you can't trust two people, people with two first names. Yeah. So like you can't trust, what was it, Kyle Reese? Kyle Reese seemed a bit untrustworthy. Uh, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, yeah. Watch out. But Miles Dyson, two last names. Yeah. He's yeah. good. He's yeah. very trustworthy. He's very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, as you say, um, he, he doesn't make it through the film. Uh, they go to destroy the Cyberdyne Industries um, building. He gets shot by the SWAT and uh, manages to... Shot by the SWAT. Shot by the yeah. SWAT. Uh, but I think, again, and playing into that trying not to hurt people thing, he even tells the SWAT, he's like, I don't know how much longer I can hold this as he's like bleeding yeah. out and he's got his... Get everybody out of here thing. so I can, yeah. yeah, And he yeah. gives the SWAT time yep. to escape before he, he literally gives, just... Gives uh, Hank
2: Schroeder from Breaking Bad time to get his... Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And, and
0: team out. I think, again, and we see that in the first act or just after the first act in this film where John orders the Terminator once he realises yeah. he has control over the Terminator to
1: not kill, kill people
0: anyone. and the no. fact that he honours that throughout the film is <laughs> I, brilliant That's one I of my favourite yeah. bits
1: is where like he's trying to use him to pick a fight and it's like oh yeah put your foot down yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like gonna yeah. kill that guy put the gun down now and he just gently puts it
0: down
2: on the yeah. ground
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah again playing around with that idea of what it means to
2: be human as opposed yeah. to to being the machine um, it's uh, I think it's just set up some Great action beats, as well as mm. far as the fact that it'll only shoot people in the legs and yeah, um, and only you know, annihilate the cars down, you know, down in the car park. Yeah. And, as soon as the car's you know, the body empty count. that one's around exactly, blows and I just up. love that idea of action, it's not about killing everyone, it's about not killing them, and that just mm. makes it like. More visceral and thrilling, you know, when he's just blowing all the... Yeah, and that's out so out more like the...
1: it's a weird kind of target thing, like scare him off, yeah. shoot him, scare him off, blow up the car, scare him off, It's blow really cool.
0: And the action sequences are not lessened by a lack of death from no. his perspective. It's heightened. Yeah, mm, and I think completely. that's really interesting when, of course, we so often associate these action films, particularly action films of mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. With body count. With body count. So, mm. yeah, you look at things like... Um, like the Running Man, or yeah. you know, uh, or, or Predator, or yeah. or uh, Total Recall, where you have these set pieces where they're running and gunning, and there's people just being blown up all over the place. And yeah. this film still provides that usually, from yeah. either the cops or mm, um, the T one thousand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- I think giving that as the challenge to this character, to this this Terminator character, reads really interestingly, and I think maybe that's. Why this film, given that it's almost 30 years old, still stands up and is still so commonly cited as being a great and important piece of action cinema mm. is because it tries things that action films hadn't tried before, and a lot I would say still haven't tried since.
1: Yeah, and when, but also it's what is standard now, too, which mm. is why it feels like it's so advanced, as you put it. It's yeah. just. It's there and it's doing the things that, you know, have now become staples. So, you know, you watch that and it's like, that could be like, I can think of so many other superhero films, which kind of, well, superhero films, action films, what have you, Mm -hmm. that follow the exact same thing up down to, all right, got to put a chase there, got to do that, got to do that. Just be Terminator Mm -hmm.
2: 2. So, yeah. 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 What what I love about, I mean, yeah, the actual scenes and the structure of it and the pacing is beautiful, but... I don't know, what's really taken for granted is the actual specific beats within each action scene. Mm. You know, like the James Cameron was just so well ahead of his time as far as just knowing how to shoot and edit and mix practical effects in a cut. And it's... What I really love is the attention to detail within those beats. Mm. You know, it's very just specific close-ups of... You know, which might not be believable in the real world or even logical but within those moments he's creating little great action beats with uh just you know th- that pescadero hospital scene is probably one of my favorite action scenes mm. in all of cinema just mm. the way it builds and the, the the suspense in it and then when it's fully going full out you know when the t-1000 is shooting at the shooting at Arnie and Sarah Connor and the lift, and then you know the blowing his head apart, and then mm. and it's a puppet, and then it's CG coming back together, and then it's on the lift and the the, the stabbing coming down and he's yeah. shooting. Up. I mean, I just I just love all those little atten- the the attention to detail within mm. each action beat is mm. still well ahead of some action films these days. Mm. I think.
1: Yeah, I did I did find it a bit odd that suddenly like after a little while the T1000 forgot about guns
2: like it was just well, he's like, always losing his gun we're running out of bullets and he, so he yeah, throws it away yeah it throws it away but yeah.
1: then like there's so many shots where he's like he's a police officer so he should obviously have the guns on him yeah. and he can collect them around but he will still be like alright can hit him with the truck it's like, and then he you know they connect the truck to the ute or whatever it was that they yeah. um, pick up and he's just kind of standing there, just going, all right, just going to keep pushing you, I guess. Like, yeah. you know, would pull out and, sh- like, you know, maybe John Wick's kind of influenced me too much. Yeah. So just go, all right, bang, bang, bang bang, 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 mm. bang. Rather than being like, okay, menacingly walk, menacingly walk, get, no. you out, get out your little arms. Mm. Also, he forgot that he can impersonate voices for a second. Because, mm. you know, he stabs
2: Sarah Connor and says, oh, call out for him. Mm. I'm like, why
1: don't you do that yourself? Like, you can just do Sarah Connor's voice.
2: Yeah, mm. I was thinking, man, why didn't he... Well, he didn't kill her because he was... Um, Sprung by, uh, by, 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 by Arnie. By Arnie. Arnie. But I don't know. I guess because I'm I'm gonna defend the logic. Yeah, I'm go. so he stabbed her. He's saying, "Call to John." You know, because it's better that you know you do it for now. You know, because yeah. I'm gonna kill you any any minute now. But well, just, he could. Well, because well,
1: he, then he's like frustrated about the fact that she wouldn't. I'm like, John. Yeah. Like, you know, he can do the voice
2: thing too. A, you know, maybe he just relishes in human pain. And he's maybe just,
0: yeah. maybe he'd learned sadism.
2: Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe yeah. he had adaptive yeah. learning. <laughs> But yeah, well, no. Actually, maybe to
1: defend—well, no—to attack myself with that logic. Maybe it's because if, <laughs> if he yelled at, she go, "No, shut up!" Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or, or as we—it's not me. Or <laughs> as we saw
0: in the foster care scene, um, he can be tricked because there are things that he might not know. Yes, and he only resorts to impersonating Sarah Connor yeah. when because she, she gets away. Because yeah. she gets away, and he's like, "Well." Someone's got to do it, yeah. that kind of thing.
1: I also kind of thought, like, when Arnold did the thing and worked out that Wolfie wasn't the, the name of the dog and everything, he'd be like, all right, I'll be home soon. And just have the, have the um, T-1000 yeah, just happens. sitting at home, like... <laughs> 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 they're just like Instead of, like, they they're, they're in Mexico. On me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As opposed to being, like, ooh, mm-hmm. tense. Yeah.
0: I, although I did love the logic of, from the first film of Dogs... Not trusting Terminators. Like yeah. The fact that it was still there was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Couple of other scenes which really stand out from this film. Um the Armageddon Dream sequence.
1: Yeah, it was mm. interesting because it was such a palette palette colour change as well. Like all the colours were So blue blues. And, dark, and yeah. blues and brights and things like that. Yeah. Like because everything else so far had been very themed. Like, mm. you know, it's yeah, it was mostly yellows. And then it was, was yellows for the
0: human scenes and dark blues for the, for the scary and scenes. And then, yeah,
1: dark blue for, you know, the nights as yeah. well. Yeah. But, like, and that was just, like, boom, green. It was, like, green and blue and yellow. And it's like, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. normal colours. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But I can remember, because I think I first watched I, T2 as a, t- as a, a teenager, um, I always remember that sequence just being so visually striking. Um, mm. And I fully understand why... Uh, for other people I've spoken to, it gave them nightmares about nuclear uh, weapons because mm. it it does something that I think very few other bits of media around nuclear weaponry does in that it actually shows almost what it would be like. Um, the fact that it's not an instant bright white light and then you're dead. like yeah. It's the fact that you're on fire for a bit and then the shockwave comes through, and yeah. then you get like, and you know, all the And all then you be become bones. Yes. Yeah.
1: That, that, that kind of killed it for me a bit, but. True.
0: But it, but it, but it fed into the nightmare thing as it well. It did, yeah. And particularly that imagery of the metal skeleton from the first film contrasted with the bone skeletons that we film. obviously have. Um, yeah. You know, bone skeletons. <laughs> we do, yeah, bone skeletons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm almost a doctor. Uh, but yes. um, <laughs> but I, I just found that whole sequence just, it, it really holds up it's, mm. it's, yeah, it's so such visceral. a cool
2: thing great model work I mean you know it doesn't you know obviously you could do it better now if you wanted to you know yeah. in, when each of the, the buildings
1: skull. were like all getting disintegrated mm. it kind of looked a bit like a screensaver like because in terms of like, it just kind of went yeah. yeah, and then kind of floated up-ish mm. and then like it, and they all did it in the exact same way so yeah. you change that these days but But it still has
2: an intensity though just with the sound design and everything it's still it's the stuff of nightmares and Mm. it it, it was it was a nightmare scared the Mm. shit out of me as a kid and
0: the other thing that really stands out is the film's climax in a a great big smelting factory with all all the sparks flying everywhere and that mixture of the orange colouring and the blue colouring coming together and just the whole Walking through liquid nitrogen and slowly freezing thing yeah. is, is still really awesome.
2: Oh, it's, it, that looks great. That's some just great puppetry work mm. and a com- combination of all different things, which, mm. yeah, is always the best way. I, mm. I always thought I knew that bit with the liquid nitrogen, yeah.
1: but I thought that's what actually killed him.
2: Yeah. Mm. And so, so you were surprised to see, oh, he's yeah, melting oh, down here, back here, again. Oh, it's back again. Because I knew here.
1: what I knew about this film in terms of the plot is John Connor. Mm-hmm. really know about the adoptive parents, didn't know about the being in the asylum and things like that. It was like John Connor and Sarah Connor chased by the Terminator, the, ter- uh, the other Terminator, the f- first Terminator saves them and he defeats the other one and yeah. then by what I thought, which was the liquid nitrogen thing and the gun mm. and then falls in and does the thumbs up. Yeah, That's, right. like, that's Terminator 2 as far as I knew. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there, is, there is more than enough to cut more meat on that bone. Yes. Which, that is the bones, but then it's like you've got... Everything else, like the asylum and then the reflection, which, you know, reflection is good in this kind of thing to yeah. actually make it. And I also, we started talking about the uh, later Terminators and we'll obviously mm. be three soon, but I can see why this went downhill as well mm. because it's like, oh, this is rich. This is great. This is a good story. And I was like, that's a really good way to ruin it sometimes too. Like mm. with mm. The, the more interesting something is, sometimes the more you talk about it, the worse it gets. Mm. Yeah. You don't need... Han Solo's origin story to make Han Solo a better character in fact I can't I can only shouldn't. think of one film where that's kind of like a prequel or a expansion beyond what was necessary mm. has ever helped and that's probably like X-Men First Class mm. with yeah, like can, Magneto yeah. and James yeah. but It's because it's like they were so different when they were young yeah. and mm. then they were older yeah we've this and with like that, you can see where like this story about the Terminators. I can tell that three is obviously going to be about something coming back to re-reset and re-happen to mm. cause it to go on again. Whether it yeah, because it happens what ninety seven. The the Armageddon was
0: originally scheduled for August twenty ninth, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, so that's the
1: point. So I'm guessing they've only postponed. The apocalypse not cancel the apocalypse to borrow hmm. pacific rim <laughs> yeah i think you're uh, on the right track there yeah yeah um
0: the the other thing um that we should touch on though is the fact that this film ends with the terminator sacrificing himself not officially because he says he can't self-terminate um yeah. but but you know saying <laughs> you have to destroy everything and that yeah. includes me all the chips all the chips mm. uh, all have to be gone and I, I, how did that read for you as a, as a first-time watcher, Jason? Even now. I, I knew it was, what gonna,
1: was happening, yeah. so I didn't feel too bad about it. I guess is mm. probably the words. So I think it's, yeah. I I I was like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. That's fine. I didn't, I didn't actually find it very emotional. Maybe because I just knew that, mm. that that's how it was going to go. You didn't so, cry. No, I did not cry. Well, why do, now I know why, why, why you cry. cry.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: um, that could have easily been quite more maudlin than it was yeah. um, but I, I again I think this film generates enough goodwill with what it does so well that moments like that which could potentially have been a bit pants in a lesser movie you go you know what yeah John Connor obviously is going to be sad yeah this, yeah. yeah and it,
1: it was like you know they did enough work for it hmm. but it maybe just didn't you know it was it was enough but it maybe wasn't a lot yeah. so you felt it enough but not a lot mmm
0: would you guys like some trivia about Terminator 2? Sure. All right, this trivia is sourced from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. Uh, the first bit of trivia we have. Production took sufficiently long that Edward Furlong visibly aged
1: during the shoot. I, I actually saw that. Yeah? I honestly, like, there was a few points where I'm like, wait, what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. also, it's like, this is a longish film, and you can kind of feel there is two parts to it. It's everything basically pre- Stereot- <laughs> badly stereotyped Mexico yeah. post badly <laughs> no. stereotyped. You know, legit guy comes out with shotgun and tequila. Yeah. Hey, how are we doing, man? Your tequila. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Um, those desert scenes are where he is most clearly younger than in other scenes. Uh, yes. His voice also began to break during production and had to be pitched uh, one level in post-production. He also grew so tall over the months that for one scene shot late in the schedule, he had to stand in a hole in order to maintain continuity in height with Linda Hamilton. <laughs> oh, just love that.
2: Yeah, the practical always, things you have to do. Yeah,
1: I always think about whenever they're talking about people getting aging out of the roles. I remember Lost. The little kid Walt in that, but mm. like, after the first season, he has to be kidnapped and taken away because the guy, like, he grew like two feet. He's yeah, a very, wow. he's very tall now. Yeah. So they were like, didn't think about this. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, as we mentioned before, Robert Patrick uh, had a rigorous running regime to uh, perfect breathing through his nose and not looking like he was puffed out when running. Um, he trained so hard that he was actually able to catch up with Edward Furlong on the dirt bike easily. <laughs> So he had to slow <laughs> down. Right. I
2: remember he like hearing on a special features, it's like on the first take he caught him. He's like, "You're dead, Connor." Like, oh, <laughs> no, he did. He did, man. <laughs> yeah, that's no, great. Uh, for
0: the Los Angeles River sequence, Schwarzenegger was in pain because he could not wear a glove whilst cocking the gun. So his fingers would often get stuck in the mechanism when he does that cool spin, spin. and cock. How cool oh. is that? It's though? so cool. <laughs> it's one of
2: my favourite things in yeah.
0: any movie. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really appreciate how cool it was until watching it this time. Mm. And it's like, man, that's cool. <laughs> uh, but he ended up tearing the skin on his fingers uh, and hand many times before he mastered it. And it would also frequently hit Edward Furlong with the gun. <laughs> 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 Ouch. So yeah, it looked cool, um, but it didn't. Maybe not the most practical way of doing it, but mm, man, yeah. he had style. Yeah. Well, you just
2: yeah, you just had to get good at it. Practice, 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 and mm. it was so worth it. It was.
3: <sighs>
0: Linda Hamilton's uh, twin sister Leslie uh, was used as a double in scenes involving two Sarah Connors. For example, when the T1000 was imitating her, uh, and in a scene that isn't in the theatrical release as a mirror image of Linda. So yep. Two sets of twins Well yes Because the yeah. other
2: set of twins Would you like to tell us Well they're the They're very famous twins In Hollywood mm. That are usually They appear together on screen Most of the time as, as brothers They're
1: Dan and Dong Something Yeah mm.
2: they're, Most notably for me It was in uh, Gremlins 2 The new batch They were working In the In the building Mm if you've seen that, film, I Whereas, yeah.
0: Whereas in this one, one of them gets to stab the other in the eye. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> might work out some things. Yeah. is paper, rock on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: th- I was actually going to say, like, speaking of that, I told you I was going to tell you another story about twins and so yeah. on, like that, which is in X Men. Um, there's a bit in the first one where Mystique impersonates Iceman. Yeah. and to sneak in, and like there's a there's a couple of shots where they walk past and so on. Yeah, and um, Sean Ashmore is the guy who plays Iceman. Yeah. They did all the scenes and they did all the composition and stuff like that. And then later he went up and just went, "You know, I have a twin brother."
2: Oh, right? He d- does he it? does? Um, yeah, right. yeah
1: um, Aaron Ashmore, who's was in Smallville, and they're just like, yeah, "Why what? didn't you tell us?" This yeah, role? exactly. So yeah, they're both they're both actors as well. Oh, and Sean so Ashmore's cool. obviously made it bigger because of. Animorphs and that, and yeah. I guess that's it. But yeah, so they he had a twin brother, and then they're like, oh,
2: I really could have, done yeah. That, knowing that. Mm. <laughs> and one more thing, I don't know if you've seen Orange is the New Black, um, the uh, the the trans, oh, yes, yes, the trans tran- character, yeah. yeah. He, she, she had a, um, yeah, yeah. A in, all scenes, in all the scenes, in all the scenes, yeah,
1: She had a, it was a twin, twin, it was twin a twin brother. brother. Yeah. Mm. She's um, I can't remember the character because I haven't watched enough yeah, Orange is the New Black, but she's trans and. For the flashbacks, when like you know pre um, transition transition, yeah. um, they just get her brother to play it. Yeah, oh. so her twin brother. That so, is cool. Yeah, it was that's like real happenstance there. Yeah, it's perfect when it works out.
0: Mm. Dan and Don Stanton. Dan and Don Stanton. Yeah. I wanted to so call him the Dan one.
1: and Don Harmon, but Dan Harmon's yeah. the guy makes exactly. Community. Guy.
0: Yeah. A female passerby actually wandered onto the biker bar set thinking it was real, despite walking past location trucks, cameras and lights. Seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger standing in the bar dressed only in boxer shorts, because he's not naked in that scene, uh, she wondered aloud what was going on, only for Schwarzenegger to to reply that it was a male stripper night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's so funny. (laughs) Um, Whether or not it's a coincidence, uh, there is a scene in a future Terminator film which involves uh, male strippers. Yeah, Egypt. so okay. you, know. you might be seeing that. Is that soon. in three? Maybe
2: you might, maybe. All
0: right. <laughs> in the audio commentary, director James Cameron said that not only was the biker bar scene filmed across from the street where the LAPD beat up Rodney King, but that's they right. were filming on the night he got beat up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cameron got the idea for Strange Days, his 1995 film, after the outcome of the verdict relating to the Rodney King trial in 1992. But yeah, just reading that, I was like, oh, that's. That's weird. Interesting history. Mm. Yeah, yeah, just like history happening, but like literally the other side of the camera. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just a weird coincidence of time, that kind mm. of thing. Carol Co. studio executives were nervous and concerned when the original budget of 75 million US dollars ballooned up to 88 million. Ah, oh, those, those humble <laughs> days. Uh, with more expected to increase as well. Uh, in order to keep the budget manageable, they proposed to eliminate a few scenes, particularly the opening biker bar scene. Uh, they tried to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to persuade James Cameron to remove it, but Schwarzenegger turned them down saying, only a studio guy would cut a scene like that.
1: <laughs> Which
0: right. is fair it's enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yes. absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. don't like suits. So. <laughs> Michael Bean was the first choice
1: for the role of the T-1000 to do a complete oh, role reversal. That's clever. I would have liked that. Because he can be whatever he wants and he seems yeah. vain enough to always want to be Robert Patrick. Yeah, that's true.
0: But they decided to get rid of it because they felt that might make it too confusing. It would have yeah. in a way. Yeah, it yeah. would have required more explanation than maybe it needed. Yeah, he'd
1: be like, oh, Kyle's back. And then Kyle starts, you know, mm. Yeah. Plus it would have meant he would have had to touch him. Yeah. And so on, which I guess he could have done in the future. So, yeah. but... But yeah. it would have taken a lot of explaining. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm already like, oh, but the... the, the yeah. You know as i mentioned is probably a problem for future terminator films mm. um arnold schwarzenegger not only received a lot of
0: money to appear in this film but was given a slightly used gulfstream three airplane worth about 14 million dollars us <laughs> by the producer mario Cassar for accepting the role in the film wow. wow got paid in a plane got paid in a plane Which but is... well
1: quite paid a plane as not in well a plane as, yeah
0: he was probably in a plane when he got paid as about well the plane uh, the idea to destroy the Cyberdyne system's building to prevent the future war was actually from the original Terminator movie but was cut from the final release. It can be seen in the deleted scenes. So they actually shot a sequence where oh. Carl Reese and Sarah Connor destroy Cyberdyne. Mm. Okay,
1: that's, that's good because, as I said, you want to have more in your second one. Yeah, the first yeah. one is essentially just a horror slasher. Mm. I mean, the, the idea of a liquid Terminator was also something that they wanted
0: for the first film but the only way they were going to be able to do it was claymation. And oh, yeah. We saw the stop motion. <laughs> it, it, wasn't particularly it's not great. enough. Yeah. yeah, wasn't particularly great. So they, I think the decision to cut it and wait till the technology goes. And yeah,
1: some of the good. Arnold heads in this, like the fake Arnold heads,
2: looked pretty good in they this. They looked great. I mean, you can tell, obviously, yeah, in yeah. HD, but yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing work. But there's a couple where I'm Winston. like, if it
1: wasn't for maybe a lack of movement at certain points, or the fact that maybe it's mm. getting slammed, mm. yeah. that it's not his head, Like I would have maybe been mostly convinced. Yeah, so, I yeah.
2: think it's just really cleverly edited. Yeah, you know, that and that's
1: it. Like edit, you, you can save millions if you're yeah. a good editor.
2: Cut points, yeah.
1: So in the special
0: edition of this film, um, there is a forced medication scene where we see the character of Douglas, the face licker. Oh, yeah. Because um, he's not in it much. He isn't, uh, but uh-huh. he, he had additional scenes. Um, yeah. And in the special edition... You can see uh, a forced medication scene where his character is hitting Sarah Connor with a nightstick. Mm-hmm. And this scene had to be reshot several times because the actor Ken Gibble would not hit Linda Hamilton properly. <laughs> the scene was very physically demanding, and Hamilton was furious with Gibble because he repeatedly botched it. She got a revenge in the later scene where she beat him with the broken off broom handle. The blows were for real. <laughs> there was a pretty, ha- na- pretty nasty blow in that last, I think the last one across the chops. You do it, yeah. Gibble! <laughs> I just like the idea that Gibble It, it makes me slightly more comforted That the, the guy that played the face licker Is actually very, very nice, nice. Yeah. And, he's just like, and maybe Linda Hamilton's not the nice person <laughs> yes. it's He's like, just, fucking
2: hit me now I'm Fucking <laughs> sick of good lunch
0: Local residents in Lakeview Terrace held a protest outside the medical center when it was dressed up to be the Pescadero State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. Mm-hmm. They were then, They thought it was an was asylum. Yeah. They then were told it was a film set and went home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just imagine it's like just sending an with a minigun. <laughs> just scaring them off. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, For the sound of the T-1000 passing through metal bars, sound designer Gary Rydstrom simply inverted an open can of dog food and recorded the closed packet food as it oozed slowly out. He jokingly stated later that they spent $6 million on special effects and I spent 35 cents on dog food. (laughs) Classic. Mm. It's awesome. (laughs) The mall where the T-800 slash T-101. There's kind of a discrepancy. T-800 model 101. T-800 model 101. Excellent, yeah. The scene where Arnold uh, goes to look for John (laughs) and fights the T-1000... Robert. (laughs) uh, ...is the Sherman Oaks Galleria, which has been used for many films. Arnold Schwarzenegger previously filmed a fight scene in Commando there.
2: Ah. Oh, yeah, that's the classic. Yeah, Mm -hmm. more fight in Commando. Awesome scene, yeah. (laughs) They dove some steam. (laughs) That's all I know about Commander with Bennett. You've got to watch it. It's so much fun.
1: It's, mm. yeah. Apparently, somebody just summed it up as being, it is the dumbest album film. It is so dumb.
2: And they, everyone knows it's the dumb that made it. Yeah. yeah. That's what's great about it.
1: James Cameron and
0: Linda Hamilton got into a relationship during the making of this movie whilst Cameron was still divorcing Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's
1: right. No, I did know he was married to Catherine Bigelow.
0: Yeah. Uh, They married in 1997. That's uh, Linda and James. uh, But divorced two years later after Cameron had started an affair with Susie Emmis, who was an actress he met on the set of Titanic. (laughs) Um, Was she in Titanic? She was
2: Um, the granddaughter of um, the old lady. Of of Old Rose. Yeah, Old Rose. Okay. And I think they're still together as far as I know.
0: Well, so I mean, he, he has made Avatar since then, so. Yeah. yeah. So is Saldana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think it's. Um, yeah. It, it, it's just something about the fact that James Cameron seems to switch partners. Based with, on with big films. films. Yeah. 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 He was
2: married to um, Gail Ann Heard before that. Yeah. He was his producing partner on all these other films, including yeah, this one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. So he's all up in it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of. Um,
0: gender relations Uh, (laughs) Edward Furlong immediately got along with Arnold Schwarzenegger as the young actor had grown up without a father figure and Schwarzenegger ended up filling in that role both on and off camera. Linda Hamilton joked that she experienced excruciating moments when she was forced to listen as Schwarzenegger gave Furlong advice about women (laughs) and stated that they did so well together because they were quote, emotionally the same age (laughs)
2: So, That's my yeah,
0: favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is nice to know that they did actually get along, and the fact yeah. that you know Linda and Arnold are clearly quite friendly. We've seen that with a lot of the promotional stuff for Dark, Dark Fate. Fate. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is nice that you know that there is some on off camera uh, chemistry. Chemistry. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. I wish L- that
2: movie was better.
3: Oh,
0: um, did you see Dark Fate?
2: I did, and it, it was it was okay. And Arnie's probably the best thing in it, to be honest. But yeah. um, but yeah, just wish
0: it was better. Okay. Mm. In,
2: in terms of the Four Terminator
0: sequels to this film. Which one? Which, which one, one do you, do you think should be three? Yeah, which one do you think should be Terminator? Because <laughs> all three? of them are fighting to be three. Oh, Dark Fate definitely,
2: because oh, okay. it is trying to be three, and you, it's making you forget about the last. Yeah, it, it's three trying them to rewrite a lot of things. And uh, it is the official sequel to Terminator Two. You know, yeah. it had James Cameron's involvement. Because Cameron
1: wasn't. Cause was Cameron not involved in three no, actual three? Yeah. Okay. No.
2: Interesting. Just the last one. Yeah. Mm.
0: Speaking of Cameron, James Cameron ordered Stan Winston to create 10 skulls for the opening shot, which a T-800 Terminator crushes under its foot. The shot was very complicated because the movements of the endoskeleton had to be timed with explosive effects in the background whilst the camera was moving. Uh, Winston, familiar with Cameron's perfectionism, went on the safe side and created no fewer than 26 skulls. As expected, Cameron went through all of them. They used the fifth take.
1: (laughs) because yeah, it kind of comes down literally looking like someone's just holding a stick donk. which is a foot donk. <laughs> yeah. but i gotta admit the skulls in the first one were bad because they were clearly like maybe two centimeters Tiny tall lego lego, lego things yeah. so I'm, you, I'm glad they were bigger skulls yeah you're happy with them this time i am very happy with the skulls but i i did it was almost i think it was a good idea leading with that at the beginning because it was almost kind of charming going from how bad the first one looked in terms of all the future scenes to mm-hmm. how good this one looked in the future scenes yeah yeah like i felt that was like here we go again guys but this time we're trying this yeah. time we've got money money yes <laughs> yeah. it's pretty i flawless. said that at a few points i'm like you can mm. see the dollars yeah
2: yeah it's pretty great that that first scene like just mm. the uh, and they're using rear projection and things like that there mm. are actual stop motion terminators in the background out of focus if you really pay Watch attention it, yeah. but because he knows where your eye's gonna be looking, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. within the shot. And then they'll he highlight things. Know.
1: It's like, remember they were driving cars with guns on top of them. Yeah. Here's one. Ooh, there it yeah. goes flying. Yeah. I
0: think the only time my eye was drawn to something I wasn't meant to was um The Robert Patrick balls. <laughs> uh, no, no, it wasn't no, they that. covered those up. It with the modesty brick. Uh, yeah. no, yeah. it was um it was when the Terminator and John Connor are riding away from the exploding truck in the oh, LA yeah. sequence. It's clearly not Arnold. Not only is it clearly not Arnold, but John Connor looks like a full-grown man. Like <laughs> like the stunt double. Pretty sure he was yeah. an older He's an older gentleman it. with a much bigger
1: face yeah. than John Connor had. And I saw One it- of my other favourite things yeah. is every time the... Because t- the T-1000 crashes a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Every time it crashes, he's just dummy. <laughs> just, loop just, loop yeah. loop
0: Like, you know, just forward Does and not back. move, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene Warren Jr., who was a member of the Oscar-winning visual effects team, is the son of Gene Warren, who won a special effects Oscar for another time travel movie, 1960's *The Time Machine*. Oh, oh cool! Mm-hmm. And that's got some great effects
2: in it. Though. That That, does, that was one of the first times they used like fast stopped, forward and fast yeah, forward. like stop. Like,
0: yeah, oh, it's brilliant. I just like the family legacy. Oh, yeah, I love doing that great. Uh, Director Jim Cameron makes an uncredited appearance in the opening scenes when the Terminator arrives. He is the biker holding the pool cue who decides to flee just before Arnold gets suited up. (laughs) So he's the one who's like, oh, I would have, but oh. (laughs) I'm tough like you, Arnold. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a great cameo. Cool. Special effects guru Stan Winston and his crew studied hours of nuclear test footage in order to make the nuclear nightmare scene look as realistic as possible. A miniature LA was made to simulate the scene. Uh, Some of the materials used in the miniature that mimicked all of the destroyed masonry were crackers and shredded wheat. Uh, After each take, it would take an average of two days to set the model up to shoot again. In late 1991, members of several US federal nuclear testing labs unofficially declared it the most accurate depiction of a nuclear blast ever created for a fictional motion picture film. The special effects team members have stated several times that no other scene they worked on received equal amounts of praise and emotional feedback from viewers. Cool. Until
2: yeah. they saw Kingdom of the Crystal skull. Oh obviously. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, <laughs> with the fridge that, that took the first one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now they're all just going, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That one. But yeah, no, that it is amazing though, the attention to detail in the um in the in that sequence, even yeah. though, you know, you can tell it's scale models and stuff. But yeah. It's just still so powerful to me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, in the first film, William Wisher, who's involved in the production of this film
0: uh, Portray is a police officer who witnesses the T-800 being thrown from Carl Reese's car after he and Sarah escape Technoir. Uh, he's then attacked by the T-800 and has his car stolen. In this film, Wisher appears in the mall following the battle between the T-1000 and the T-800. He's the guy who's taking pictures when the oh, T-800 right. goes through the window. Yeah. Uh, James Cameron has confirmed that this is the same character. <laughs> so he's Not Shannon. this again! <laughs> he's like, oh my god, he's back! Uh, director the William a
1: James... cinematic universe
2: yeah. going
0: on here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know there's a cinematic universe with the Nutty Professor
1: and the Naked yeah, Gun films. Yeah, it's the same film as this. Yeah. yeah the, the, the psych guy was back. Well, do, yeah. Does Dark Fate get rid of the Nutty Professor? Oh, <laughs> Luke's uh, looking at us it really what? confused. Do you want to explain this, Steven? Yeah. Stephen? So the yeah.
0: Um, the guy who plays uh, Silberman, uh, Doctor yeah. Silberman, um, has played psychoanalyst in five films. The first three Terminator films, Nutty Professor two. And Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yeah, right, so okay. there is a theory that they are all in the same the cinematic universe. universe. <laughs> Naked Gun. Yeah. So did Dark Fate delete
1: <laughs> did the Nanny Professors
2: de- to the clumps? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't remember that scene. That's, that's a shame. And yeah. the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Director James Cameron consulted with real police officers and SWAT leaders to make the siege and raid of Cyberdyne uh, as realistic as possible. The SWAT team in the movie is made up of real SWAT members, with the exception of Dean Norris, who plays the SWAT leader. Dean Norris, Mm. Breaking Bad. Doing his thing. Oh man. And the final bit of trivia, and this basically has nothing to do with the film. I just want to bring (laughs) this up to let you know that sometimes IMDb's trivia section... Is weird. ...is just full of guff. And, (laughs) like... This is more just a note for anyone who's adding trivia into the film. Just really consider if trivia is related, because otherwise people like me have to sit there and sift through 261 different trivia items to pick out and the best And sometimes they'll be bits. like,
1: oh, this is a film that, like, you know, this is the second time that somebody has been in a time travel film yeah. after blah, blah, blah. Or this, like, this is the seventh oh, time, I including hate. Terminator 1, yeah. Terminator 4. Yeah, blah, blah. yeah those it's ones. Just, Don't ooh. do them.
2: Wishy-washy trivia. This, these two people have been in the same film. Did you know that? Yeah. How cool is that? This is even more removed than
0: that. Oh, this, this one, God. I saw it when I was doing my notes. I just I copied it out because I was like, I have to bring it up. Imagine this it's off.
1: that Edgar Allan Poe meme of him just looking at the paper and then looking really closely at the paper, like <laughs> Basically angrily. yeah.
0: So this, this is the trivia. Ready? Yes. Released... On Tom Cruise's
2: 29th birthday. Oh,
0: <laughs> that's great. So, oh. like, he's not in this film. No. No. He's never been in a Terminator film, as far as I can tell. Some <laughs> guys trolling
2: the, the trivia. Yeah. yeah,
1: the Terminator. I just like you think idea. He's gone through every, like, you know, anything that happened on those dates. It's just like, this is so this, four years before Tom it, Cruise's birthday. Yeah, it's yeah. the most Hollywood-related thing I can Do put Do you think in there. a Scientologist put that in?
0: Possibly. I, I, yeah. I, like, I like to think, though, that 29-year-old Tom Cruise went and saw this film on his birthday and had a great time. Yeah. Um, because. Yeah. It, jumping on all the seats in the yeah, cinema. Yeah, going, it's awesome. Yeah. But, but yeah, just just for those of you who are adding trivia, please no, just. Stop, stop it. Please please make sure it's film relevant. It's just, yeah. you know, it just makes my life that little bit easier. Yeah,
1: that is one
2: of the worst I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. That is
1: actually, mm. I've, I've, I can't think of any worse ones. Usually the other ones are like that. It's like, this is the like, second I film where uh, they're mm. like, this actor's, acted with a dog.
0: This is the yeah. second film in which Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a Terminator. Yeah. The first was Terminator One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that brings us to the end of this trivia section, uh, and all that remains is for us to score the film. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was your first time watching <laughs> it, Jason. What score would you give Terminator Two out of
1: ten? Uh, I I quite liked it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe my lack of nostalgia is going to push it down i can see why like perfect films for me is star wars back to the future stuff like that but it is probably due to my childhood in mm. a way this one i'm gonna give it nine blown out kneecaps out of 10 mm. pretty, so good. pretty, I think good, pretty good pretty good pretty good but like I, I, f- I have a i like to say that a 10 is a film that i love like completely yeah. love like mm. i gave back to the future 10 mm. I'd probably give Star Wars ten, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, this is just a really great, very good film. film. Yeah, yeah. All right, what about you,
0: Luke? Uh, what are you giving? Terminator
2: two out of ten. I don't do this a lot, uh-huh. but yeah, ten thumbs up down into lava <laughs> out of ten <laughs> because it's a near flawless action blockbuster film for mm. me, mm. and uh, it, yeah, it's it's like the last generation's Mad Max. Absolutely, like, oh,
1: yeah. that was just like, wow! This yeah. is what like action is a genre. Like, yes. it, this reminds you action is a genre. Otherwise, it's like oh, this action is just a thing. Yeah, it's it belongs there with like Die Hard and John Wick and as I said, Mad Max Fury Road in terms yeah. of like this is where it can be and this is how good it can be. Exactly, and
2: I can see holes in it. I can see logic mm. problems and you know affects things whatever, but it does not bother me at all. I could watch it any time, so that's why I give it that score.
1: Mm. Yeah, it made me want to watch. Four, five, and six, okay, as well, just to see, like, okay, where could this go? Where could this have gone Mm. and been good? Be prepared, yes, for For disappointment. Yeah, Uh, for me, I have no childhood emotional attachment to it, so I feel like I'm like I'm involved. I feel like I can just walk into them and they can paste on those funny little like (laughs) fake like, you know, metal squids. Metal squids <laughs> on me i'd be like, Yep, this is fine, just yeah. salvation. How about it? And it's end- <laughs> spelled incorrectly. Dark fade in the shoulder. And like yeah. just keep going. And then at the end you just kinda of melt back together. Melt back in together and go yeah. I'm gonna go watch back to the future just <laughs> leave. <laughs>
0: For me this is um this is a really kind of interesting one because I in I enjoyed it, but I don't think I got any additional enjoyment out of watching it, which um I'm a little surprised by because... As a
1: professional person who goes back to watch films
0: you've watched, it's surprising. Well, well, it is a little bit because some of the other films that we've watched recently in this program that I remember really liking, and I've gone back and watched and I found something new to like about it. Mm. With this one, there's little bits of like, I suppose, uh, interrelation kind of stuff that's there that I liked. But it's it's not like a new aspect I've uncovered. It's still, it's still a great film, um, but it was just kind of interesting watching it this time. It's more like, to be honest, it's more like watching a well-built machine. It's like mm. looking at a clock and going, I see how all this works. It's lovely. It's not necessarily something that um, I absolutely love and adore, but I think it is a phenomenal film and I think it has a, had a massive impact um, on... On cinema, particularly action cinema, mm. um, it's it's getting a high score from me because I I think it is just a shining example of of these type of films. Though there's so much to enjoy, and it makes two hours and fifteen minutes feel like ninety minutes, and that's that's a really impressive feat. So I am going to give it I'm going to give it eight and a half ginger mullets out of out of ten. Um, I think it's yeah. yeah, it's it's great, and also Radical. he doesn't appear in the film again. I'm kind of sad about that. <laughs> Because uh, he was great
3: yeah, for a couple he was. of minutes yeah.
0: him. Uh, That brings us to the end of this episode. Luke and Jason, thank you very much for joining me for Terminator 2. Thank, thank you, you for you. having us. Thank you so much. And Jason, we'll see you next week. See you for, next
1: week. Yeah. For, for when... Terminator 3.
2: Rise of the Machines. There we go. Boxing I keep thinking Day. Terminator 3. Boxing Day. Yeah. <laughs> judgment Day. Boxing Judgment Boxing Day. Day.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yes, Rise Day of the Machines. Day of Ragnargotta <laughs> <damn> wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. anyway
0: yeah the descent begins here <laughs> uh yes thank you very much for joining me and thank you for those of you listening in for joining us as well uh oh hey we have a facebook uh that's right you know skynet may not be real but facebook is uh, find us over there just search for uh, the cinema catch-up club there and give us a like we are also available to be uh, subscribed to whether it's on itunes or soundcloud or spotify wherever you get your podcast just search for the cinema catch-up club uh, just search for the cinema catch-up club there give us a subscribe and you'll get an episode each and every week. And of course, there is our Patreon where you can get some bonus goodies and also uh, suggest films that we want to watch. There's a whole more nine months of, of year left and, you know, spots need filling. So if there's a film that you really want us to review, become a Patreon. Leave the suggestion there. Just search for us over at patreon.com forward slash podcast. But that's all for this week. So until next time, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> I was going to say, chill
2: out, dear quad. <laughs> yeah.
0: You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit ThoughtJarProductions.com.